You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3 on this Saturday morning. And guess who is here? He ventured through the door again. It's Jeff Burkaw. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. You know, a couple of weeks, a couple of our sessions back, more than weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, you said something that was, I found interesting. We never really jumped on it. And I, I think it's time we, we deal with this, okay? You said that we need to start dealing with our young men at a very early age, and maybe even calling them young men at that age is some seem might seem inappropriate. I don't know, but it's not when they're 15 and it's not when they're 12, even it's younger than that, right? Uh, yes, I believe that we start to see them as young men as early as six or seven. Now, for all those that believe that boys really need to to develop and to play more, think about where that philosophy has taken us the last 20 years with males. What we found is, is that I believe that when males are encouraged that early to just continue to stay playful and not learn to actually start to take on masculine responsibilities, I believe it now affects them to, to say, well, I'm just going to look what's more comfortable, what's more easy to go. That's part of our, if you will, curse that we want the higher comfortability. Mm. That reason it's called a curse is it actually works against our maturation and maturation as men. What I learned in the military is they didn't sit there and give us like three months to somehow adapt to the new life. They immediately started the new life. We fell into it. We jumped into it. Yes, we stumbled, but those early stumbles taught us, first of all, not just to rely on ourselves, but the men around us. They were teaching us to develop a team. Secondly, to realize that those stumbles helped me to learn. Instead of trying to make life easy and perfect and worry-free and stumble-free, they put things in our lives where they knew us men at the academy would not be able to do it on our own. Uh, they, you know, you go in there initially with all this fanfare. You know, you're one of the top this, you're one of the top that, and they teach you right away. No, you're actually you're the, nobody. The, the, the bottom of the barrel, and you are nobody. <laughs> and it's it's a wonderful experience. Uh, but I will say this: How did thank, I get thank here? our Lord for the men and women of yeah. our military. I got to meet some unbelievable uh, uh, leaders. Uh, you know, special forces, uh, SEALs, uh, men that um, and women that right now are protecting us. We thank God for them. So, but uh, going back to this relationship, we want our sons as early as six and seven to start to identify with who they are, not me letting them do whatever they want, but me helping them understand what it means to be a young man. Now, I'm not going to sit there and say he can never play at six or seven, but but there are times when he learns that when dad walks in the room and it's time to work on something, we can do it. And why, the reason he's going to enjoy it is I'm going to be empowering him. I'm going to be encouraging him. I'm not going to be sitting there testing him and say, oh, son, you disappointed me. It's such a wrong example of the way God looks down at us. We want to we want to give him an example of the way God looks down accurately, mm. which is out of love and grace and mercy. Yes, there is challenge. Yes, there is discipline if there if there's a mistake made, especially if it's done on purpose. Even in that, it's done in love and patience. I think dads also are living their life through their child, which is a problem too. Whether it's through sports or learning or whatever. We're, we're, we're trying to make a better self, I guess, out of our children. And that's always kind of a disaster too, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that's one of the key aspects at times. Uh, I, I believe one of, and I, interestingly, one of the primary ones who'll pick up on that at times will be our wives mm -hmm. because they see that dad's kind of becoming the fifth child. <laughs> and it's like, 
what's wrong with this picture? Yeah. You know, we want to have fun with our kids, but we don't want to make them our best buddy. Mm. Okay. Now, one day when our son is 19, 20, we want to have that close friendship. We want to have that sense where he's living his life and I'm living mine. We want him to trust that we, he can come to me and get an honest answer, not me just being his buddy. You know, so we want to early on begin to fashion inside of him. Now, I know uh, there might there's you know been different people viewing different things on on how males and females identify with their with their lives and everything like that. But I uh, I see that in my work years of years of work with men, we as males do better when we have. An older man or older men accepting us in their circle, accepting us in their lives versus kind of shunning us and pretending like we're just this separate entity. That's just kind of how we're made. That's part of how we're we're designed, I believe. And examples of that, we can find a right in Scripture. I mean, Jonathan taken on, as I said before, David Mm. and, you know, Paul mentoring while he's in chains, Onesimus. Uh, we, we mentioned a couple examples of that. Uh, there's a really cool example, too, where we see Jesus take on these young bucks who are, cr- frankly, a bit uh, bucolic. You know, they're just these these guys that kind of do their own thing. He even calls a couple of them sons of thunder because they're ready to, like, call down fire on people. And you can see Jesus' face like, we're not there yet, okay? We're not <laughs> supposed to. But I believe the Chosen, by the way, characterizes that really great little little plug there for Chosen. But anyway, but the the point is, is that— we as men, we need other men in our lives, which we talked about before. They call watchmen in our lives to be honest mirrors for us, best friends, if you will, men who are willing to. Yes, we can we can do things together, we can be together, but they're also going to be honest with us about the deeper things. We don't want just to have help, but we want to have connection with other men. That's a key point. Why? Because we tend to have hubris. We tend to have blind spots about ourselves. We need an honest mirror. And if I'm going to help my son get out of his comfort zone, I need to first be willing to model to get out of my comfort zone with him. I think that's a huge piece. All right. We've been talking about uh, connecting with a a gentleman that will help us understand who we are better, but also uh, help connect with our our sons. We we really need these people there, I think, because um, we've talked in the past. We've had blind spots. Our wife is there to help us through that. But these these older gentlemen can do the same thing, right? Yes. And actually— they could do things that our wives cannot do. Mm. Our wives, as much as they have wisdom and they can encourage us, uh, they're not there to to be that older man for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, I would argue that if we look to them to be that, we're putting way too much on their shoulders. Hey, there's times when my wife has, has brought reality in my world, and it's like, oh, you know what? You're right. And it, it is a very fatherly advice because she's living it. She's mm-hmm. living in the world where I'm either got a blind spot or something like that. But wisely, she challenges me to go get help or go get counsel at times in my life, which I do by God's grace. God's provided some men like that. But the point is, is that we have to be willing, and I would even say motivated to do that. If, if we're a guy sitting around right now and our life's pretty easy and we know we're doing pretty good in our business and we got a wife and children and things are going okay, and we're believers, as one uh, local theologian said, uh, buckle up because <laughs> God in his love will be taking us through turbulence. Mm. He'll be taking us through the rough times. And I believe he wants us to then have that kind of relationship. Now, 
you know, I could sit here and argue for even from a psychological perspective why socialization is so utterly important for men, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give you examples. Did Jesus do it all on his own? Did he decide just to be out there, be the lone wolf? Did did um, did Paul do it all on his own? Did he decide to be out there, to be the lone wolf? Did David? I mean, I could go on and on and on. Solomon. I mean, these men had valiant men in their lives that challenged them. Uh, you know, the prophets would have some sometimes have a like a cohort. Even even the, um, uh, the, the 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 patriarchs would have their sons that they would start to pour into. Uh, by the way, a great book on that is uh, uh, Gary Smalley's uh, book, where where he talks about having uh, this great relationship uh, through with their, with our sons and our daughters. Um, and is it the blessing, the blessing. Yes, it's excellent. And and one of the things he argues, which I absolutely agree with him, is there's a reason why those patriarchs used by God spoke into their sons' lives for the next generation. There's there's reasons for that, and he and he takes a lot of time on that. It's an excellent book. But here's a key point of that: there's different ways that we can build into our sons, but it starts with our honesty mm. and the realization that. Our primary goal isn't to make our sons' lives comfortable. Our primary goal isn't to make our sons' lives happy. We want, by God's grace and by his design, by his help, we want to help them to find contentment in the Lord. Mm. And very often, according to Scripture, that happens through the, the stuff that we struggle with in right. our lives, the tribulations. You're going, and you're going to have much trouble in this world, but take heart. I've overcome the world, John 16, 33. So in order for us to help our sons walk through that as men and actually grow, we need to help them understand how men respond to that. Now, obviously, most of us guys don't have the corner market on that. You know, there's, we all have weaknesses, we all have struggles. So another reason why we want to have those men in our lives is God will bring men that have stronger areas than we do. Um, and he, they, will have, they will be able to speak into our sons' lives in ways that we can't. You know, when years ago, my son was needing work, and I had this good friend of mine, and he had we'd actually been in groups together, and he owned his own construction company. Now, I didn't have the ability to teach Josh how to do different things, but he hired him to help him learn how to do some painting and do some things like that. It was very rewarding for Josh, mm. and and he had to learn some responsibilities that I could have sat there and talked about all day long until he was on the job. <laughs> he found out why, right. you know? and so we we do need relationships like that for sure. And I think that one of the biggest things is God is teaching me as a man that I've got these limitations. I've got my own comfort zones. He wants me to break through my comfort zone so I can be a better effective father mm-hmm. at helping my son break through his. What are some comfort zones? Well, I've got these fears, and I don't want to sit there and do these certain things because I'm afraid I'm going to fail, or maybe I have some insecurities in certain areas, or frankly, maybe I just am not, uh, I don't have the uh, the skill set or the abilities in certain areas, and I, and I, and I just kind of do what I feel comfortable with versus kind of God taking me out of that and, you know, moving me forward. I think that those kind of relationships can help us do that. It is a really a, a picture of what Christ calls the body and the ear and the nose and the toe and Amen. the finger, and they each has their own job to do. And I think that's what we're talking about here. Jeff, thanks for coming in and encouraging us on a Saturday morning. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's not only is it a privilege and a pleasure but I believe it's one of those things where God is using us as friends mm. to um, 
to, to help as much as we can. So it's a privilege to do that. We trust that is true. Again, you can listen to this in its entirety, your favorite podcast service. Just search Mornings with Eric and Bridget. You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3.